This podcast is one of a series of short audio essays on individual emotions. It's brought to you by the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions, where we look to the past to understand our feelings in the present. In this episode, Tasha Pick uses the climate crisis to explore the paradoxical feeling of unfeeling. We have committed planetary suicide. Earth is really dying. This is the opening to The Future Was Desert, a film made by the Qatari-American artist Sofia Almeria in 2016. The film is set in a post-apocalyptic future. Capitalism has driven the world to total climate breakdown. We see images of dry deserts and barren landscapes as they flash across the screen. The film is narrated by a robotic voice. It tells the story of the end of the world in a detached monotone. The absence of us is the only thing that can define the future with any certainty. The flatness of the voice is jarring. In the face of mass extinction and climate disaster, it seems to be unmoved unfeeling. Is this how we're supposed to feel in the face of a planetary scale crisis? Almeria's film captures a feeling that many of us are experiencing in the face of climate disaster, a combination of dread and numbness. Climate anxiety has become a widely used term in recent years to describe a feeling of overwhelming worry in response to climate change. A 2021 study on climate anxiety surveyed 10,000 young people across 10 countries. 56% said they agreed with the statement that humanity is doomed, and 75% said they believed the future was frightening. Faced with extreme weather events, wildfires, floods, melting ice caps, and government inaction, it's not difficult to see why. But when does worry tip over into paralysis, causing us to shut down or become numb? Alongside climate anxiety, the terms climate nihilism and climate apathy are also circulating. What happens when the thing we're worrying about is too overwhelming to take in, leaving us feeling debilitated and unable to think, feel or act? The idea that we might feel flat or paralysed in response to a crisis is not new. The German philosopher Walter Benjamin thought that the conscious mind worked as a shield, protecting a person's internal world from outside shocks. The problem, he believed, was that these shocks had become the norm in the early 20th century. The modern world was characterised by industrial factories, modern warfare, crowded streets and amusement parks. This constant overstimulation deadened people's senses and shut down their awareness of external reality. As a result, there was, Benjamin argued, a crisis in perception. People were no longer able to stay in touch with their own feelings and the world around them. Benjamin was influenced by the psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud's work on war neurosis, or shell shock, experienced by soldiers who'd been traumatised during the First World War. This would later come to be understood as PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder. PTSD can occur in people who have experienced something traumatic. 
either a one-off event like an accident or disaster, or an ongoing set of circumstances that are violent or abusive. Among the possible effects of trauma is a feeling of dissociation. Unlike our fight-flight response, which produces action, dissociation is more like a freeze response. According to the American Psychiatric Association, during a traumatic experience, dissociation can help a person tolerate what might otherwise be too difficult to bear. A traumatised person may become disconnected from their thoughts, feelings, sensations or memory. In such moments of crisis, our feelings can become too difficult to tolerate. We survive by cutting off from them, becoming numb. The cultural theorist Lauren Berlant is a valuable guide when it comes to thinking about flatness, paralysis and unfeeling. In a book co-authored with the queer theorist Lee Edelman, they propose the term anaesthetic feeling. This plays on the meaning of anaesthetics in medicine as a substance that makes the body insensitive to pain. An anaesthetic feeling protects against an experience that's too overwhelming to bear by cutting off from it. These scholars argue that this state is deeply connected to the experience of crisis. Edelman suggests that an anaesthetic feeling is like the anticipatory act of bracing before a collision. Berlant describes it as the slow motion moment between the building hit by the wrecking ball and the collapse of the building. Let's Let's begin begin at the the end. end. Where the earth is sour and the green place is nothing but a single petrified tree. This is how Almeria's robotic voice describes the land in the post-apocalypse. The word petrify is interesting here. It shares its root with petrol. Both terms come from the Latin petra, meaning rock. Almeria seems to be drawing connections between petrol, the extraction of oil, and petrification, a feeling of terror which is immobilizing or paralyzing. The feminist science writer Donna Haraway argues that framing climate change in the language of crisis traps us in a cycle of overwhelm and paralysis, leaving us unable to act. She writes that despair is often accompanied by a politics of sublime indifference. Instead of imagining the future as apocalyptic, she urges us to stay with the trouble in the present. This leaves us with a number of questions. What might the feeling of paralysis be protecting us from? What does this state have to tell us about the world we find ourselves in? And what would enable us to bear our feelings and to find a way to stay responsive? Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's part of the Living with Feeling project funded by the Wellcome Trust. We hope it helped you feel better. To find out more about our work and hear more of our podcast series, please visit emotionslab.org.